this is another episode of Free and Flowing. Um, my name is Dwayne. I'm here with Clay. We are students at Central in the MPA program. And so um, each time we meet up, we're going to be talking about a different public um, public policy issue or, or topic. Um, and right now we're going to kind of we're, we're probably jump into healthcare. We were already talking before, so we just realized that we need to just record this. So, um, where are you at? I mean, I know you, you were talking about Medicaid. Yeah, I dude. believe, yeah. Yeah, dude, talking about Medicaid, man. Uh, yeah, dude, this week uh, for class, we got paper due and my legal issues of the poor class talking about some income inequalities, not income inequalities, but healthcare inequalities that we see within society. And something I specifically was looking at was how North Carolina has approached Medicaid. Mm. And so I wasn't really aware of the Affordable Cares Act. I didn't really know too much about it. I heard a little bit of the overview about how people can get fined if they don't have health care or exactly. they're forced to have a plan. But what's interesting is what I found, dude, is like when we're looking at the Affordable Cares Act and when we're looking at how it looks like coverage is given to citizens that have low income, it's really not, man. I, and, and, and I agree. I concur. So I spent about five years in the health system um, dealing with insurance. And so I saw it firsthand um, with different patients. So what I saw with the Affordable Care Act is that it gave people access to insurance, but not necessarily health care. And so I believe healthcare is this big dragon that hasn't been slayed and it's too big to mandate. And so the way to, to approach it was to do it through insurance. So you require people to have insurance, they buy the insurance, but then they don't necessarily know what they're buying because there's so many things interwoven with insurance. Another thing too is some of your largest buildings, this is a side note, in, in some of your largest buildings in different cities are insurance companies. Insurance companies are very big, and we just throw money towards them each month, and we don't know what we're getting. So I saw patients who were who had plans, and the plans didn't really benefit them. They were cheap; they had cheap premiums, but high deductibles, high coinsurance, high copays, and it didn't really benefit the the patient. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's intense, man. Yeah, never really, never really looked at it as a perspective before talking about. <laughs> I like the hospitals are a dragon that cannot be slain. The hospitals are a dragon that can't be slain. <laughs> look at their it. revenues. Look at their business yeah. models. It is it is a big dragon. And yeah. so I work for um, a local university. I will, I will not I will not name them, but yeah, yeah, it is yeah. attached to a medical center that yeah. I know it is pumping in revenue. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably slowed down because of the <laughs> pandemic, which is going to be another episode. But yeah. they're like, so big. <laughs> I don't feel like there's anything that, like, when you're looking at healthcare workers, this is, I don't think this has anything to do with, oh, yeah, yeah. with doctors. They're, yeah, they're just doing their job. <laughs> they're out here working for the job, helping people. I think that's they great. Are. They are. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't a come at them, man. This, this is just... And shout out to those, <laughs> those front-end employees, those yeah. nurses, those... Um, those those employees that are assisting the patients yeah. and doing the insurance and the doctors, yeah. I I know you all work hard, and it's not a dig on you all, yeah. but I know that there's a business model yeah. that's behind the scenes that is working and generating and pumping revenue. All in. right, well let's look at that. Let's look at that. So right now, when we look at medical insurance. 
think a lot of these hospitals are accepting Medicaid patients, man. What I found was, mm. I don't think the Dukes, the UNCs, the Bidens, that's the ones mm. that I'm familiar with, man. I don't think these are the places that are not necessarily denying care, but... I don't, think these are the pl- I don't think these are the places that are taking advantage of current Medicaid policies in North Carolina. Yeah. I think what we found is that a lot of, at least in my research, a lot of the places that we're looking at that are people being denied care at are a lot of private, a lot of personal care, doctors and whatnot. So I know the emergency rooms are pretty good about that. But what's interesting to me is do people get to choose their doctors in the current system and I think the answer to that is no and I believe that healthcare mm. is mm. a fundamental right that you should mm. that everyone should have but, that everyone should have but like I do, what I don't where I struggle is how do we get them how do we do that with the solution yeah what is the solution with that and why are we making it so difficult and, and, and pinning it with Medicaid or Medicare well, or affordable care not, not to knock the the policies that brought these things into place because it was a there, there were big legislation but my thing is what is the ultimate goal is to get people health care or get people access to health care so why don't we just take the dragon slay it and, no, like and make them make them see patients make them see people so okay so what does that what does that mean then does that mean does that mean doing like universal health care is that what that means i think we i maybe it does look like universal health care maybe it so, looks like maybe it looks like you know you see it where it's like it's like pay what you can it's like if you have fifty dollars, pay fifty dollars. If you have a hundred dollars, pay a hundred dollars. So, I mean that won't. So that may not. So work. One, I mean, I know one thing from. I know one thing that will tell you is, um, well, I don't want to use definite terms, but in my experience, I when I had a medical uh, surgery conducted um, mm-hmm. in 2018, I know one thing that they told me when I received my bill was that if I paid even a little bit. They won't report me to a credit agency. Yeah. So yeah, pay, like you said, pay what you can, pay with time. And then I got a call from an independent billing company, so that was pretty interesting. So they did sell wow. my they did sell my debt, which was kind of interesting. Uh, but anyways, and it was funny, man, because it was like this random call. This guy called me, and the guy was like, "Hey, is this Clay?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, this is Clay." He goes, "Okay, this is so and so debt collecting oh, company." God. And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, man." <laughs> what? Like what? I, I just paid you guys, <laughs> like not you guys, but I paid the people I'm supposed to pay. And they said, uh, "I remember he was talking me through my plan. He was like." Hey, we have a $150 payment plan for you a month. Would you be willing to do that? I said, yes, but I'm willing to pay the people who owe the money to, not you, random person that just Right, exactly. Me. Yeah. Um, so, man, it, it's interesting, dude. Like, with health coverage, I, I, I need to look at universal health. Like, on, on theory, it sounds look great, into man. It. it looks, on, on, on its face, man, it sounds great. It really does. It really does. But the issue, everyone receiving adequate health care, it's just how... How do we pay for it is number one. But I found an interesting argument on that. This is what's funny. So the, What's going on? The argument that I found was that they were talking about how a lot of minor cases that could be solved through a universal healthcare system where let's say a person goes to the doctor for minor chest pains. That minor chest pain could be dealt with, simple x-ray, finding the condition, no surgery required. If surgery required, minor surgery. 
Um, and that that, that kind of cuts, let's look at it as the dragon again. It's like cuts the head off the dragon. If the dragon is the illness or the, the minor defect, it, cure, it gets that out of the way and it's a minimum cost to the healthcare system. And the issue that we have is a lot of uninsured people, a lot of uninsured citizens we find is that they will not go to the doctor immediately because they do not have health care. And when they do go to the doctor, it is to a point to where serious surgery is required. And then, and then Medicaid's paying even more because what could have been solved at a minor inconvenience or a minor uh, a minor sickness is now this escalated issue that requires life-changing surgery that is costing so much more. Whereas if we had a healthcare system where it is affordable to every American, including coverage with coverage, then we can cut off these root minor injuries or minor sicknesses at the fence. People would be more willing to go to the doctor and therefore we would eliminate a lot of these major surgical costs. Yeah, that makes sense. And so if you look at it in that case, that that helps. And so what if you put a spin on it like there was tears to healthcare. So it's like the insurance and you come in and what if we treat it like a car? What if we treat it like, okay, there's the Tesla, there's the, the Volkswagen, there's the Jeep, there's, you know, of healthcare. And so everybody gets a ride, everybody gets a vehicle, but it's a different type of vehicle. That's just, that's just sidebar, but. The only thing I worry about that is that it's just guaranteeing adequate care. Because right now with the tier system we have now, right. I feel like, a lot of times with the income in the income inequality where that where I, where I use that term yeah. where it kicks in is that we'll have people that are working full-time jobs or they're working two to three jobs and none of those jobs offer health care and they're having to pay into Medicare and they may not be able to pick their doctor or they may not be able to be seen by certain certain doctors if they require serious enough conditions or serious enough uh, procedures and what's tough about that is with the income of even one person working full-time and their their job doesn't um, provide insurance or even adequate insurance at that, then you run into the issue of, well, what is this? This gap is so... We, I almost think we need to raise the, raise the price to a point to where it meets the standard of living of that community. So, for example, I, I mean, I think states could regulate it. I think that would be okay if they regulated that, what their standard of living is and making sure that every citizen could have health care to a certain income level. Um, I, I, I mean, I do believe, man, I think you should be able to keep, keep the plan that you have, though, if you like your plan. Um, for example... That makes sense. That makes sense. I, because do we live in a world where co-pays get eliminated? Even if we have universal health care, does that mean co-pays are eliminated by the wayside? That's what I always wondered. I, I don't think you get rid of co-pays because that's, that's cash in hand. So that's, yeah. a, that's instant revenue. So that's like, you know, you go to the movies, you get yeah. your popcorn. So that's, that's money in. I don't think you get rid of the co-pays, but I think people being able to get into the door. Yeah. And just being like, okay, you get into the door. This is what it looks like. Um, I think if you can afford those plans, and that's when it goes into, like, the, there's a difference. So if somebody's taking a Tesla, and then somebody's taking a bus. But we're Sorry, all run, moving run, around. Run that back for so, so, <laughs> so we have the Tesla, and so the Tesla is somebody can afford their insurance. They go in. They can get any kind of service they want. But then you have people who are maybe, they may be taking public transportation, but we're all moving around, though. So I, I think I'm making a vi- I'm trying to make a visual. So it's like you can keep your plan if that plan is working for you. But okay. we have to have something that can move people around 
give them the same access to health care. The same access. So it's like the bus can take you places and it's a four, and it's a it's a um, inexpensive way to move around and yeah. you may not need a Tesla but you just need to get around. Oh, How worry, do we make that? I just worry that we're almost also creating a hierarchical but then again that that you know a hierarchy in healthcare and I, and I worry about that because I think yeah, it, I, I, get what you're saying. I think it's great, but as long as the poor that gets, I get what no, you're as long as the poor can get to the door, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because the then you're looking at it like, well, this person came in a test, this person came in a bus. Let's go to this person first. Let's, yeah, you know, you don't want to, you don't prior, you don't want to prioritize people based on their their financial situation. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's there's always sense. there's always the argument, man. If you can afford it, therefore you should be able to have it. But then I just, you run into the issue. I don't know. I, I just I love the belief that healthcare is a fundamental. I like that belief because because it is healthcare is a dragon. Healthcare is a dragon, and I, I apologize for the background noise. We are in the oak, oak house. house. Yeah, we're in the oak house. Um, we're gonna shot them out, but what what I'm look. Oh man, I was I just had a thought. Yeah, you're talking about the dragon. The dragon. So the dragon, man. What is the name of the healthcare dragon? What's the the healthcare dragon. What's the name? What's the name, man? Puff. So puff. 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 Magic puff healthcare dragon. All right, all right. And I keep I like the dragon because I can relate to it. I don't lose it. Yeah, I feel that. But the issue is, is that somebody can come in for a broken leg, uninsured. And be in debt to like a car, maybe you know, like they just bought a car. Fifty k, yeah, fifty k in the hole, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, again, it goes to my point: is that the hospitals what they're charging? Yeah, I just think there's so much room for regulation. To what are they charging? I was like, why are you charging so much for this? How do you regulate it? How the hell do you say? How the hell do you say? You know what? A fucking heart costs this. A lung costs this. A new need costs this. I'm like. So you gotta objectively evaluate it, man. And I, and I don't. And I think like, I think the issue that we have with this this particular policy is that everyone wants to run. Not everyone, but I have found is I've seen that when I talk to people about this issue is that it's either a far. It becomes political immediately. You have people that when they talk about access, universal health care, you're labeled as a, a, a Democrat, a socialist, yeah. a leftist. When yeah, that's when, true. When I just but, but, but healthcare but if, is but political. If, but if you're but if you're if you're the other way though, you're labeled as someone who's a capitalist that is again oppressing the poor. Which I mean, I, I, that's true. I, I don't want to take a label. I'm not. I'm mean, anti-label on that. But it's like what I think really needs to happen is like I want an objective. Like what needs to be regulated to the point where exactly, and what can still exist and, to make a profit for the and, and my or not my, a profit, but to make money for the doctor or my the, 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 the healthcare is, providers and serving uh, medical professionals. And my argument is we regulate the hospitals and the amount they charge because there's nothing to say. Why are you charging this bed, this room, this much, this amount? Um, but yeah, I, I think we I think we do. We need to look at it. And then why, do, why is why is health? Why is health political? Why is there a side to health? It's like it's health. It's it's you need it. You have to have it. We all have it. Why is it political? Why is there a side? Why are there, you know, why are there, why are there yeah. different I beliefs about I it? I, I, I guess like what, I, I guess, I mean, what it comes to, I mean, A, it becomes political, it's profit. That's it's true. It's profit, man. Like, one That's side's true. profiting off of it, and the other side is, um, the other side's not. I mean, they're not necessarily they're not, but one side profits off it, and they have influence, and I don't think the 
first record. I don't think the, the hospitals are the big devil in America funding the government to defund healthcare. <laughs> but I think the insurance, anything, the insurance companies might be doing that because they don't want to pay out more. But like, I think you know, but there is you know there is business to it. And, mm-hmm. and when I and I when I worked in the health system, I realized there was a business to it because they're employing staff, and and I could understand that. So I knew there was a business aspect, and so I saw patients who were poverty-stricken, who couldn't afford certain things. And so I would coach them through insurance and setting up payment plans and, yeah. and all that and just doing it the best I could with the knowledge I had. But I just I just feel like, like you said, I, I agree completely. People need to have access to health care. Yeah. And how do we make this accessible? Oh, I like... I think expanding Medicaid is step one. I think that is step one. And, for until sure. we can do something else, until we can come up with another a program. Um, but it's, yeah. It's such a drastic expansion. Do, but then you ask yourself, do, do you feel like you need to take care of someone else? So it's another person pulling their resources, their taxes, and taking care of someone else. Do we need I to think, do that? I think we can opt out of that. So the way I look at it is if you're not paying into Medicare, if you have your own private health care plan that you enjoy, you should be able to sub- supplement that tax that others may be paying, or even a sm- or maybe have a minimized percentage you're paying into the tax of for Medicare or for Medicaid, um, just in case there is that one percent chance or ten percent chance, even twenty percent with some people. You never know their job situation. Even if there's that percentage that they might need it in the future, they're already paid for it prior to actually applying for it. I think that would be interesting. So, for example, let's say that I get a get a job and that it provides my health care for me, but we have universal health care, right? So, let's say that we we obtain that. I have my own health care. I'm paying that, or my job pays for it for me, right? So then, in that situation, I wouldn't need to pay the health care tax at the same rate as someone else. I would pay maybe a minimal amount because I'm receiving it from my job. My job is paying into the particular um, uh, health provider. So it, it, I'm still getting access with my plan that I enjoy. And also the government is still receiving a tax that's helping fund this government program for others. But my level of um, my level of contribution differs because I'm not benefiting from the program that is being utilized for others, but I'm still helping others by paying a percentage. Right. I, I think that would be beneficial. Um, and when I say... But then do we put the burden back on the poor? My, my response to that would be, no, I don't think you put the benefit of the burden on the poor. I think what you do is, is that I think, I think with these minor payments from those that are insured, just very minor taxes, and then taxes can be a whole separate episode because I think we need to... <laughs> taxes will be okay. Yeah. But I think we need to... I think we need to... So we can even transition that. I think we need to tax... First off, I think we need to tax more... Proactively, not react, not 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 blanket, mm. more proactive. And I know, but I don't, I don't think so. Uh, rainy day taxes, like taxes we don't even know about, taxes uh, we don't even think about. Yeah, I mean, like I, personally, with income tax, I think that needs to be evaluated. I want to know where the money goes. That's that's like a big issue. Like, if, if I'm point. if I'm educated on where these money go, the money goes. Property taxes, I get it. Funds and, there, and things and around me. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Sales tax, I don't disagree with that, but. Because I think you can make the sales tax that the benefits is, the, the business is paying on the items that you pay at the business. I think they make that up. They could make that up. In, you, you know, sales tax go because they are being charged and yeah. stuff like that. So they have to in the state tax that provides you with I, I just, benefits being in the city or local government. Yeah, I guess we can transition to the taxes, man. Like I, I, I think that we do need to reevaluate where the money is going. 
Um, on the federal level, I think that's it. I don't know much about federal taxing. I, I, I do know about the federal income tax. That's, that's annoying. That's, that's, it is. That's annoying. Man, sure. it is annoying. It hits and it hurts. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, and that's because we, we can we can do a part two probably with that and be and then just say like the next episode is taxes since we already yeah all right, okay. right, right fair 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 so sorry healthcare. I think it, I think we're at twenty it. minutes now I think the sh- the showdown is I think the showdown is done so the next episode we'll, we'll just talk about taxes taxes um, in America all right y'all so. That's it for this episode. We're gonna yeah, free and flowing, man. Yeah, free and flowing, man. Thanks for having me, dude. See you next time. All right, now.